Coach AB live right here on the Coach AB Show, 6 a.m. Pacific every single day. Uh, this is Work Boot Wednesday. Strap on your hard hats and your work boots, and let's get it popping. Uh, a little schedule change change today. Chase Sr. is on a uh, little vacation. So shout out to Chase Sr. He'll be joining us uh, next week uh, or the week after. He's on vacation, headed down to the Florida Keys, I believe. So uh, shout out to Big Chase for uh, always making Work Boot Wednesdays great. Uh, he won't be here today. Hopefully Matt can make it in today. Uh, but we do have Atlanta Falcons' very own former Cleveland Brown, former New York Giant, uh, Tay Davis, starting line or a linebacker now with the Atlanta Falcons. He'll be joining us this morning um, on this Work Boot Wednesday. So shout out to him. Uh, he'll be in here in about an hour. Um, and then hopefully Matt will come on after that. Jeff Nadu may grace our presence. Barstool's very own may grace us today as well, if not tomorrow with Steve Kim. Um, but it's Work Boot Wednesday. Work Boot Wednesday. Got a lot to discuss. Appreciate everybody. Pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. We're not getting enough likes, man. Pound the like button. Appreciate everybody uh, here on this fine Wednesday morning, uh, April 5th, the day after Donald Trump has turned himself in. Donald Trump turned himself in yesterday and uh, never thought I'd see a president walking through a courthouse um, as a uh, attendee. <laughs> uh, interesting. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um Greg Lloyd, shout out. Yes, I did, sir. I'll check it out. Um, I'm gonna get into it. Greg Lloyd, our great realtor. He give he give us he can give us some realtor advice. Joe Accord gives us the weather. We got somebody for everything. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. Uh, Bree Black in the house. LBC Rob. Everybody's in the house. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, we're here on this work boot Wednesday. Um, lot to discuss. For further ado, let's get you the quote of the day. Um, Brought to you by Candidips. Your best teacher is your last mistake. Real simple. Your last, your last mistake is the greatest teacher you'll ever have, dog. But that's up to you to fucking take it or leave it. <laughs> that's really what it is up to you. So, um, bet online. Head on over there today. Uh, Work Boot Wednesday. NBA slate. Um, there's some games on. Uh, we got. Major League Baseball is in full swing. NHL hockey's playoffs headed this way. The NBA playoffs, all that and more on betonline.ag, including the XFL. As it gets closer to the end, towards the playoffs of that first inaugural season, uh, check it out. Plus, UFC fight night, boxing uh, weekend coming up this weekend. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Promo code believe B L E A V. And you know, already know CanadipCBD.com. Make sure you check it out. Canadips, um, the cleanest way to dip there is. CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps, and get you 20% off plus free shipping. Contrary to belief, brought to you by Canadips. It will never be perfect. So make it work. Contrary to belief. Not until we are lost do we begin to find ourselves contrary to belief. And my loyalty has kept me in some situations that common sense should have taken me out of. Um, 
That is real spit. Sorry to give it to you this raw and uncut this morning, but that is true. Um, my loyalty, man, has kept me in some situations that common sense should have taken me out of. I'm just going to be honest. You already know. A lot of us should have bounced out of some certain things, but you know what? We were loyal. I see a lot of that. Uh, I see a lot of loyalty get people killed every day, too. Just let that sink in. Life's about choices. And you got to make hard ones sometimes. Uh, poll question. Who is the NBA MVP? Everyone is hyped. It's all about what have you done for me lately. It's crazy how Kendrick Perkins last week said he wouldn't vote for Embiid because Embiid didn't play against Joker. Last night, Embiid goes off, and now you hear everybody hyped and back on the, on the Embiid uh, bandwagon. Like these home run, these homers, dog, are unbelievable on ESPN and all these different affiliates, man. Like, can somebody stand by their convictions just one time? Just one time. Can somebody drop their nuts and say, this is who I'm going with two months ago? Not now. I get things changed. Somebody may get injured or something, and somebody may just fall in their face, and the other ones might pass them up. But damn. How often do we switch it up? Aren't you the guys that we all, our our little nobodies, go to to get information about sports? Like, dog, you're just saying stuff like everybody on Twitter. (laughs) Like, aren't you the professional making a lot of money on TV? It blows my mind, man. Um I really don't care. I don't think there's a real true MVP in basketball. I think it's all soft. I wouldn't give any of them MVP. Everyone gets a trophy now. We give a trophy out to everybody. Jill Biden wants the runner-up. I would have joined the White House party. I mean, dog, I can't wait to ask Tay Davis, Atlanta Falcon linebacker, that later on. Like, what if, what if, what if we, what if we ask the Eagles to show up with the Kansas City Chiefs? Hey, guys, show up with the Chiefs. We, we want to just give you credit. You guys played your butts off. I wanted to see you up here on the White House, too. <laughs> I mean, like, are you kidding me? I don't know, man. Uh, maybe TCU should have got an invite after getting waxed by Georgia. Maybe TCU should have got an invite after just getting annihilated. How about that, Joe Biden? Um, I don't know. Who is your MVP for the NBA? Drop it in the comments below. Uh, fun fact, the term or the, the, the usage of what you see every single day on text messages and on Twitter and by your girlfriend or whoever, OMG. Oh my God. Uh, I didn't even know what it meant. Maybe tell about four or five years ago. OMG, uh, can be tracked to back to 1917 as being the first time used on um, paper. On paper. People use OMG back to in 1917. So, you millennials or whatever didn't start that. <laughs> I don't know who started it, but 1917, maybe the guy that was getting, was maybe the people sinking on the Titanic Wrote it down real quick on accident. (laughs) There should have been another one that said like, oh, shit. 
But OMG might have been put in uh, on the Titanic. I don't know where the Titanic sank, but 1917, OMG. That's, that's kind of interesting. Uh, fun fact for today. Workboot Wednesday. Tay Davis, Falcons uh, linebacker, joins us uh, this morning. Uh, Matt McChesney may join us. Uh, a lot going on. I got to get into this thing, though, right off the gate. YouTuber Tanner Cook was making a prank video in Virginia Mall and was shot by the person he was pranking. Very interesting, um, to say the least. Uh, YouTuber Tanner Cook was making a prank video in Virginia and was shot by the person he was pranking. I've been talking about this for quite a while, haven't I? Haven't I been talking about all these guys that go in and do all these pranks to get likes and uh, and retweets? Haven't I been talking about that? Um, I can't be happier, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know if I should be apologetic for not feeling um, any sympathy whatsoever for this idiot who got shot for being a YouTube prankster. I don't know if I should be happy um, because I'm not sad. I'm not sad at all. I gotta be honest. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm not sad at all. I'm not here mourning today. I'm not in mourning that the YouTube prankster got shot. It blows my mind that it's funny when I see all these pranksters and then they cross a real one and the real one calls them out and goes after them in some type of form or shape or manner. And then they all are like pointing, we're YouTubers. Uh, we're just filming you. Like, do you realize I don't care? We don't care. Nobody cares if you're a YouTuber and you're just filming me. I don't care. Like, dog, we have lost ourselves and it's unbelievable. Like, I do not care. I The, the film that's going to go viral, I keep telling you guys, is when they come try me. It ain't going to be the video that you're filming. It's going to be the one that I take when I beat your ass on your platform. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't understand how you pointing, saying, it's on film, it's on film, it's a prank, fixes everything for you. It fixes everything for you in your mind. It does it for me, in my mind. I am going to beat that ass. And I'm going to drag you around Walmart or wherever you're pranking people at. Uh, it, don't make, it don't make no sense. It was only a matter of time before this situation happened. Somebody getting shot, being a prankster. They took him to jail, apparently. He got shot in the stomach, from what I read. And I think they took him to jail uh, and the shooter. Um it's just crazy to me, man. It really is. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. Um, Donald Trump turns himself in. <sighs> we'll see how uh, this precedent goes. Um, here's the deal, man. Like, I'm not a big po politician or in into politics, so I don't really dive too deep into it. Um, I really don't care. I really don't. I really don't care because I'm not a political uh, take guy. I don't vote. I don't vote. I'm an independent thinker. I really don't vote. I, I don't care either way. Our presidents are puppets in the show. I don't believe they run anything. Um, 
that's just my personal opinion. You could debate me all you want, but it is what it is. I'm not a proponent of any of the old 82-year-old white guys who can't even walk up or down a you know, flight of stairs, who can't get out a speech, who can't speak coherently, who can't spell, who can't write. This is the leader of the free world we're talking about. And we got 400 million Americans to choose from, and we keep choosing the same dudes. Like, why can't we find the 40-year-old? I'm just waiting for the 40-year-old guy, young, strapping, handsome dude, come on out there and come out with a speech off the cusp, no, no prompter. Hey, man, I'm here to get this party cracking. Let's, let's get this division back together, and let's bring the, the white, the black, the red, the blue, the right, the left back together as a whole, as a country that we once were, the great America, United States of America. When is that guy going to come? Have you not noticed the few, last few presidents have been only talking to the right, only talking to the left? They don't talk down the middle at all. No shit, we're divided. <laughs> so the sitting president, the leader of the free world, only addresses the red, only addresses the blue. Like, are we not all in this thing together or am I tripping? Like, if China and Russia comes on over here, are we not going to be together? Or are we only going to be fighting in droves of blue and red? And I'm not talking Crips and Bloods. I'm talking Republicans and Democrats, how the leader of the free world addresses us as such. Like, to me, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like, I have never seen it in a, I don't know, not in my years anyway, that we only address a certain political party when we're up on the podium as the president of the United States. Like, I don't care if you're right or left, red or blue. There was a point in America where we respected the president of the free world. I'm just telling you, it didn't matter if you were red, blue, right, left. It didn't matter. You took your loss in the voting or you took your win in the voting graciously. And you know what? You supported the sitting president of the United States. I've never seen where we're openly out here bashing a president that's sitting of the, the 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 manager of the free world we'll say manager uh i've never seen it in our lives but that's what you see in the streets every day disrespectful young people disrespectful people in period disrespectful everybody and you wonder why we disrespect the sitting president. There ain't no respect no more, dog. We've lost it. The, the, the country's been lost. I'm just telling you straight out. Somebody needs to drop their nuts and get back on the at the helm of this thing. And I don't know who that is, but, man, it's bad. That's my morning rant, man. Um, I had to just get that out there. Um, and, and the thing is, like, that's the problem. Like people that I see in the chat, people that I talk to, they're like, Biden's, this is Biden's America. He's makes us look weak. And I'm like, there's really literally not one difference 
from now and two years ago. <laughs> but it's just a matter of the guy who you like and who you follow. That is why you comment against the other one. There ain't no difference, dog. I'm just going to keep it real with you, uh, uh, whoever said that. There, there's no difference, dog. Uh, let's be honest. There ain't there ain't a difference. There is not one difference. <laughs> the same talk is here. The same talk is here, dog. And, and, and I'm just telling you, the same stuff is happening now. Um, and it isn't getting worse. It's just part of the process. It doesn't matter who the president is. The same things were going to be happening right now under a different president. Just contrary to belief, <laughs> it don't matter who the president is. No, he's the puppet master. He ain't no real controller of things. He just dangling, dangling them out there, man. He's a president of nothing. He's a president of that lives in the White House. I mean, how many competent dudes have we really had? Yeah, I mean, to me, they're all creepy weirdos. I'm just going to be honest. They're all creepy weirdos. Like, let's be honest. Like, all you're doing is in the voting process, I'm not going to harp on politics too long. All you're doing is on the voting process, though, is picking, in your mind, the lesser of two evils. Let's keep it real. You're, in your mind, you are picking the less of two evils. I'm just picking the lesser of two evils. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Be honest. You're picking the lesser of two evils in your mind. That doesn't necessarily mean it is the lesser of two evils that Biden got the job. It's just a matter of the lesser of two evils in your mind. See, the thing is, regardless of what you talk about all this voting and all this crap, the bottom line is there was a lot of people mad at Trump and that's why Biden got so many votes, regardless of the voter fraud and all that old shit. Bottom line is they wanted the lesser of two evils. And now they want to renege the same people. I guarantee you are trying to renege on their vote. It is what it is, dog. You got to make you make your bed. You sleep in it. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. So, I don't know. That's just me. Um, yeah, I do believe that. Yeah, it's, it's all bad, dog. It's all bad. It's all bad. Mo V said Trump gave us COVID checks. Guess what? It, it don't matter who was the president. The COVID checks were being issued, dog. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Come on, man. And Biden's trying to stop student loans. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Let's be real. I should have made this a poll question. I, ha I hate to be on this politics stuff this long. Let me, let me be real with you. Let me be real with you. Live on TikTok. I li I'm live on YouTube. Appreciate all you guys. Uh, pound the like button for me. Uh, let me ask you guys something real quick, dog. If, 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 uh, 
Fernando said the way 9-11 brought our country together was symbolic. Let's hope it doesn't take another tragedy. Well, that's what they're doing right now. Look at all these derailments and chemical spills and giving money to Ukraine for what? I don't know. Um, this guy was like a, this guy, this, this, this Helensky or whatever his name is over the head guy at, uh, the head guy, I talk football terms like the head coach. Um, the, the, the president over Ukraine, though, I've seen all kind of craziness about this character. Like, I've seen him in, like, I heard he was doing, like, some, 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 like, pornography and all kind of crap. I've seen people sending me videos of him. I don't know. AI now. There's AI now. AI is real. This AI thing, who knows if it's real or not. Shoot. I mean, I see, a, I see uh, Anthony Davis playing last night. I've got to assume that's AI. AD actually played a full game. I got to assume that's AI. Um, shoot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I forgot what I was going to ask you guys, man, but I was going to ask you something. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, appreciate everybody, though, coming in. Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, somebody said uh, – somebody said – Devin Booker, the MVP. You are crazy as hell. <laughs> you crazy as hell. How's the Suns doing with KD since he entered the... How are the Suns doing since KD went over there? How are the Mavericks doing since Kyrie came on over there? Have you seen all the, the crazy talk? Uh, have you seen all the crazy talk about Kyrie now? Uh, why the Mavericks are horrible and blah, blah, blah. Did you see a or Stephen A come out and say it was Luca's fault? <laughs> and then let, 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 let's be honest, dog. You can say whatever you want to say about Stephen A. I don't care. I don't really listen to him or anything like that anymore. But let me ask you something. This is where we are in America. Stephen A came out and said Luca is the reason the Mavericks have fallen out of the playoff seed. By the way, they were like the sixth seed when Kyrie got traded to the Mavericks. And I said on this show, it's a bad get. He's a cancer, and Dallas should have kept the pieces they had. Maybe gone and went and gotten one more other guy or two more other role-playing guys. I said it on this show. I got receipts, as y'all say. Now they're out of the playoffs, and it's Luca's fault. And then you get... Again, how divided the country is, you get this side over here going, oh, he only said that because Luca's white. Then you got the side over here that agrees with him. And they make it a race thing again. Like, dog, everything's not race. Not everything is racially motivated. I, I got to just be honest. Not everything is racially motivated. <laughs> look, look, all right, how about this one? Let me give you this one, racially motivating guys out there. The, the Masters begins tomorrow, all right? Today's the part three tournament. Tomorrow, the, the, the tee-off starts. The live golf guys have come on over. They're invited to play. The guys that are eligible for a major. The live golf guys are back. They're, all, they're, on, they're on the Masters tomorrow. It should be a must-watch uh, golf. I hope there's a fight that breaks out. And I hope a live and a PGA get into a scrap. That's what I hope.
But let me ask you guys this for everyone that's racially motivated. Tiger Woods got an AMT time tomorrow, and he got a PMT time on Friday. That is literally the single most rest of any golfer that tees off tomorrow and Friday to make the cut at the Masters. Flipcoin. Phil Mickelson tomorrow has a PMT time and an AMT time Friday. Is that live hate? Is that Saudi Arabia hate? Or is that racial? Is it racially motivated? So if you're going to say that Stephen A. said that Luke is white and it's racist, then why is Phil Jackson getting screwed on the tea times? See, perception is reality. I just give you real talk. I'm just asking a question. I want to know. Because Phil, ja- Phil, Phil Mickelson's getting a horrible draw. Tiger's getting a great one. I call them Weiger Woods, but that is what it is. Um, so I'm just asking a question, dog. I'm just asking. Uh, pound the like button to subscribe, become a member. Um, I don't know, man. If you're not a member, become one. Um, Hector, what up? What up? What up? Um, it's Work Boot Wednesday, man. Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member, especially our Discord and our Patreon. Come on over there. We got a Discord too. Make sure you guys come on over to the, the Discord, Slap Nation, the coach's crew. Come on over to the Discord if you're not one. Come in there and chat with us on a daily basis. Um, we keep it all the way funky in there. If you're not a member, become one. Um, we'll be taking calls again on the daily show. We'll be taking calls live for members. So if you're not a member, I won't be taking a call face-to-face. If you are, of course, I'll be taking those back like we did uh, you know, last year. So I'll be taking calls again soon, um, especially on uh, – from the Patreon members, um, they'll be getting first dibs and the members that have been here since day one. So I appreciate all you guys. We'll be doing trivia questions again and giveaways too. We just got our hands full right now with a bunch of stuff. Eric the Ranch, shout out uh, to Eric the Ranch, you know, uh, aka Derek, um, who the truck driver is still on the lookout for. Uh, he helps me out in the back of this and uh, helps me with the show. So much love to him. He's also a football coach himself. So that's why football coaches get it. It is what it is. Um, Here's my take on the MVP for the NBA MVP. Um, Joker's done it uh, two years in a row. He's been doing it this year. Giannis, in my opinion, is the most single dominant NBA player. Um, Giannis is is the, the most dominant. Okay. He's the most dominant. So, um, I would roll with Giannis, but this is the thing. Giannis, I believe, is is his all-time high in scoring, and he's already got MVPs, and he's leading those years statistically. So, if he can't be the MVP this year, how was he the MVP before is how I kind of look at things. He's got the best record in basketball. I think that should be rewarded. And 
They're the one seed, just like Denver is in the West. I think the East this year is better than the West. I would argue that the that the uh, Bucks are the better team, even though Denver blew out the Bucks earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Joker uh, had a hell of a game. I look to the head for head. I want to see the head to head games. Embiid bowed out against Joker, as so eloquently put by Kendrick Perkins, who basically said. I wouldn't vote for Embiid because he didn't play and load managed against Joker. If you're the MVP, you have to play against the MVP, who is Joker. He's the reigning MVP, just like a boxer has to knock out a champion. If you want to get the win and you're depending on a decision as a boxer, you're fooling yourself. You need to knock a champion out. Embiid didn't have that mindset. I didn't like it. I wouldn't vote for Embiid for the simple fact that he did not play against Joker. I hate the load management thing, though. That's why I don't like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I don't like the 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 the, the, the load management thing. But that's it. that's what the league is now. That is what the league is now. So, um. I can't vote for Embiid, and I think Joker is okay. I'm not a huge Joker fan. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not a huge Joker fan. Um, I just think the league is just watered down. It is what it is. I'm not a huge uh, Embiid guy. I'm not. I like Embiid. I like him a lot, but the center positions change so much. Like, these guys bring the ball up now. They shoot threes now. Like, this is what the game is. It's not a... There's no center in the NBA anymore. There's no true center in the NBA anymore. Uh, new member, shout out to Mo. Clap it up. Uh, clap it up. I got a trivia question. I got a trivia question. Mo, you just became a member. Uh, appreciate you. Coach Davis, I don't know. Anybody in here know? the tri- Here's a trivia question I got for you guys. I'll give away a hoodie. Everybody on TikTok, you want to come on over to YouTube? If Whoever answers the question, I'll give them a hoodie right now on the spot. Email me at CoachJV12 at gmail.com. Here the question is. The first guy to, ta- to type it in uh, will win. And it better be fast because if you're Googling shit, I'm not going to give it to you. And that's just my personal discretion. Here we go. Who is the only player in the NBA since his arrival in his draft day that has not missed an NBA game? There's only one. Who is it? And this is just off the cusp of my top of my head. Who's the only player in the NBA who has not missed a game since he got drafted? Bree, you ordered a hoodie, right? It should have been, you should have had that by now, haven't you? Noah got it. Mikel Bridges. Good job. Clap it up. Hey, I don't know. I don't know who Noah is. He's not a he's not a member. Um, all you guys seem to have got it right. Noah is the first one on the on the chat that got it. Um Mikel Bridges. Noah, email me at coachjb12 at gmail.com. Um, at coachjb12 at gmail.com. That's my email. Email me. Um, Noah said he's a, he'll be a member soon. He got my book, though. appreciate you. Uh, email me, and I'll shoot you a hoodie. Um, Mikel Bridges. Hector knew that. Hector bets a lot. Um, Hector said he Googled it. At least Hector's a real one. Um, come on, Hector. You're a good, you're a gambler. You got to know these things. Somebody said Kevin Looney. 
Here's the interesting part about the Kevin Looney take. All right. Here's the thing about Kevin Looney. Kevin Looney hasn't missed a game all year this year. He's him and Mikel Bridges are the only two. All year, I give credit to Kevin Looney. He, but he's missed games in his career, though. Uh, Mikel Bridges hasn't missed a game in his career. I don't believe that is talked about enough. To me, this is what we do. This is the issue. This is the issue to me. We award mediocrity. It is our new excellence. I say it every day. Um, Doug, we we don't talk about Mikel Bridges not missing any games enough, or Kevin Looney for that matter. We give the attention to Kawhi Leonard who misses all the games, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kyrie who misses for 20 personal reasons a year. We don't give no kudos to Mikel Bridges for not missing any games. Like, I don't get it. Why don't those guys get rewards and awards? <laughs> like, I'm curious. I want to know. Curious minds want to know. That is the, the mindset that we have in this world. That's the mindset we have. Here's, a, here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down even further. This is exactly like the coach and team who beats a team 100 to nothing in football like it has happened in the last few years, especially out here in California. We had a team that beat a team 104 to nothing. The coach that got beat 104 to nothing was rewarded, awarded. They gave him a sympathy uh, celebration. The coach that put up 104 points, who taught his kids how to put your foot on someone's neck and taught them how life really is, all gas, no brakes, got fired. This guy put up 104 points on a guy, and he got fired. That is the world we live in in a nutshell. We reward mediocrity and garbage, and we fire excellence and keep them down. Mikel Bridges out. We haven't talked about him once. I haven't seen Mikel Bridges being brought up about not missing a game once. But I see Kyrie every day talking about, I got a personal reason. I'm out. Ben Simmons. Oh, we're going to sit Ben Simmons for the rest of the year. Ben Simmons is a broad, homie. Come on, man. And I can't, I love all the TikTokers and the Instagram models and everybody out there. Oh my God, Ben Simmons, thank you for writing an apology letter. You're the best. You have mental health. I know you do. We have all mental health issues. We have to go get it checked out. Ah, <laughs> oh, dog. Homie, I don't want you as a friend. I don't want you around me. I don't want to hear your mouth talk to me about mental health or any of that shit. Don't come around me. I don't, that's why my circle's tight. I don't want to talk about no damn mental health with you. Soft, accepting, mediocre asses. That's just me. Um, Mikey Castle said, do I still coach? Mikey, let me ask you something. You got the internet because you're on it right now. Do you have Google? Have you ever heard of Google? 
it blows my mind that people are in this chat on the internet, the World Wide Web, www, World Wide Web, but yet ask the dumbest questions every day. Have you ever seen that? Heard of that? Have you ever seen these guys do this? Have you ever seen these questions? Did Trump get arrested? So you come to me for the news. <laughs> Did Trump turn himself in? You're on the internet, dog. You're on the internet. Like, it blows my mind. Ah. Ooh. No, you can ask all the questions you want, Mikey. You just can't ask fucking dumb ones. Um, Because we don't like trolls in here. We get a lot of trolls in here. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of what we know you are. Like, people, don't, people act like I'm supposed to just, oh, yeah, man. How you doing, Mikey? Appreciate you caring so much. Let me dive into what I'm doing nowadays. So nowadays, since uh, four years ago, I'm kind of just been hanging out, you know, shooting the shit with you guys in the morning just for shits and gigs. And, you know, I build a cigar lounge and uh, I build my backyard up and, you know, I got my dogs and whiskey and cigars. I just hang out, man, you know. <laughs> like, dog, shut up. God damn. I'm supposed to engage. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um. You heard I may be coaching in the XFL. Well, XFL has been played for eight weeks. I haven't coached yet. I, I don't know if you realize I'm still here. Um, Shane Bailey in the house. What up, Shane? I haven't seen you in a minute. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, please pound the like button, man. Let's get 500 likes today. Um, everybody on TikTok, what up, what up, what up? Um, appreciate all you guys. Scotty B523 um, with no profile picture said, I'm a sad person. I'm actually happy as hell every day. I'm actually happy as hell every day. Like, I'm just telling you, I'm as happy as you can get. I'm just happy as you get. I mean, I love, I love people that say I'm a sad person. That's an honor to me. I'm honored that you've taken time out of your day. <laughs> I'm actually a very happy person. Very happy person. I got an eight-inch dick around. So it's like that, around. So I wake up happy as shit every day. Um, you can't be more happier. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Ask your girl, Scotty B523. <laughs> it, doesn't make, it doesn't make no sense to me. It don't make no sense. I'm happy as hell. I can go to into my cigar lounge. I can go into my home theater. I can go outside and golf. And I got a little driving range net. I can putt. I can chip. I can get in my jacuzzi, put in a good my fire pit going. I can go in and at a full bar, watch a 120 inch TV. I can, man, I'm living life. I love it. I don't know how I'm sad. I don't know how I'm sad. If that is sad, I want all you guys to experience sad. That's just me. But I'm not the hater that you are. I'm I'm a 
I'm a, I'm a celebrator. Shoot, I steer you strong, not steer you wrong. Um, I got to get into this real quick. Uh, about 20 minutes, Tay Davis, linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons, is going to join us. Caitlin Clark says that Angel Reese should never be criticized for what she did. I'm just one that competes, and she competed. I'm a big fan of hers, quote-unquote, what Angel Reese said. Um, Angel Reese said she's back to herself. She said she's back to herself, and, hey, all right, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark said she should be herself, and I'm cool with it. Hey, man, I'm not mad at Caitlin Clark for saying it. I think it's a PR stunt. I think I'm pretty sure they told her what to say. Now, here's going back to the other side of things. The Reese girl went on and told Jill Biden she's a joke for inviting Iowa to the White House as the runner-up, and then she said she will not accept Biden's invitation but she would be going to see the Obamas. So you do know they're both Democrats, right? So again, we're making it a race thing. And again, there is no accountability with Coach Mulkey or whatever her name is that wears the shiny suits every day. Because like, you don't realize lady or little girl, Reese, you represent your coach who, by the way, let's pump our brakes on this, this Reese girl. I want to I make sure we're clear on this uh, Angel Reese girl. Angel Reese is like a fourth off the bench. She's like the fourth leading scorer. And she didn't do much in the championship game. And yet she wants to be the center of attention. It sounds like a money grab to me. Apparently her social media following has gone up expeditiously over the last three days. She's gotten $2 million in, in, in ad funding and, ad re and, and reach out for ads. And it seems like that is the way she wanted to do it and her camp probably set it up this way so she's only getting more clout and more clout and more clout because she's saying these hot takes um that's just what i'm taking from it but nobody wants to talk about that nobody wants to talk about it um yeah i guess double double wasn't her best game but um she did her thing um, by the way, she wasn't playing that much at Maryland when she transferred, and LSU basically made this an NIL grab championship. We already know. Um, but that's what it is, right? It is what it is. Um, but, you know, she's a baller. I've seen her. I, I, I know she's a baller. I know she's been um, doing well. I know she, she made a, a bunch. Of, she had a lot of accolades this year. She made all – I think she was an All-American. Um, but she still wasn't the leading scorer on her team. She still didn't do great. She had a double double or whatever, as D Jones eloquently put in the chat. Um, but it was a bad double double, but I get it. You want to say she defended Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark still had 30 in the finals. She had 41 to get there. Um, if you say that's slowing her down, then that's a hell of a job for her, I guess. Um, 
again, I think we're all making this a race thing. I'm just pointing out the real thing. Saying you don't want to go see Biden. I get it. I wouldn't want to go see Biden. But then you want to go see the Obamas. Well, guess what? It's the same policy. It's the same ideology. <laughs> one of them is one of them's mentor. <laughs> but we just skip over that. We just skip over that shit. Um, oh, man, it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy. Both players' NIL deals are seven figures. Yep. I think Caitlin Clark is going to be the highest paid NIL person at the University of Iowa for sure. But does she surpass some of these football players? Does she surpass some of these football players? Because let's just be honest. Be honest. That's why I'm all for the Reese girl to go get her bag. I'm all for the Reese girl to go get some bread. Use it up, dog. Go get the money. I ain't tripping. All of us should eat. I wish everybody could get the bag. There's enough of it out there. But it's crazy to me that some of us wish the worst on others and good on others. And the ones you wish good on will be the first one. When you turn around, you'll see them holding the knife. Just FYI. Because you have no clue what character really is and you don't have a judgment for it. And you have never, ever, 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 ever had to deal with a street fight in an alley late at night and have to act and react this fast and make a judgment call. You guys don't live that way. You can't make a judgment call and sit there and decipher real quick like, damn, who is this? Is this? Uh, just go with it. Uh, you're a good girl. Uh, here you go. Here's money. <laughs> and then she backstabs your ass because you picked the wrong one. You guys don't live that way. You don't train yourself that way either. But it is what it is. Um, that's why you guys pull up right up to the bumper of a car in the street. And then the other car gets out behind you and jacks your ass because you can't move and get out the way. Like, it blows my mind, dog. You guys aren't trained that way. And you sit there and think everything's all sunshine and rainbows. I'm calculated. I'm just going to be honest. I, I walk around calculating everything. It, I would be, I'm going to be honest with you. If I die by getting crept on, and creeped on and domed from the back and I don't see it coming, man, put down on my tombstone that I was a fraud. I didn't practice what I preach because I ain't never getting crept on and I'm never going to have somebody creep up on me and catch me slipping. That's why I don't wear slippers, dog. I don't get caught slipping. I'm just telling you, head is always on a swivel, calculated. I can't believe some of you people that I watch every day just walking down the street. Da, da, da. Motherfucker run behind them and snatch their purse. <laughs> Motherfucker run up behind them and snatch their watch. I'm just like, number one, I hear it. Number two, I know it. I feel it. I got that 360 radar around my head. I played quarterback, dog. I knew when someone was coming from my blind side. I felt it. I got the chills. But I guess each his own. We're all different. We're all different. Um, appreciate everybody in here. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, man. Tay Davis, Atlanta Falcons linebacker, will be joining us uh, in about 10, 12 minutes. Um, 
Can't wait for that one. Uh, Jimmy John 232 said, you weren't a good dude. I wasn't a good dude or I'm not? Which one is it? And have you met me? Do you know me? Do you know anyone I know? <laughs> John Beam is better. Really? Can you ask his players in the NFL? Oh, my bad. He doesn't have any. Can you ask my 28? Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, here it is. Uh, let's just get to it. Um, head on a swivel, Lucy. As always, head on a swivel. Head on a swivel, to be honest. You know, it's crazy that uh, people like on TikTok um, say that I'm not a good dude. You know this the audacity of this person who sits up and makes profile names with no picture on their profile and fake accounts? Do you realize that they've never met me or know anything about me and make a blanket statement that you aren't a good guy is embarrassing? I feel embarrassed for this guy on TikTok who said, you're not a good guy. Who, by the way, has never met me, ever. And it's crazy. That's what we live in, though. We live in a world of assumptions. And then we got to eat crow later. Oh, man, I, I put my foot in my mouth. Coach, I, you're the best, man. I appreciate you helping my mom out and my daughter and my sister and my, my brother. And I appreciate you helping me uh, help them get, get their life on track. But, you know, just because I don't put it on TikTok... You now think that Netflix is all real. <laughs> That's how ignorant you are. That is crazy to me. But that's what it is. Love our haters. They are our biggest fans. That's why I have it on the back of T-shirts. That's why I have it on the back of hoodies. It is what it is. Pat Perez wears my hoodie all around the place. On the back of it says, love our haters. They're our biggest fans. It is what it is. Um, genuine is the only way I know how to be. That just is what it is. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, keyboard soldiers, man. Keyboard cowards, I think I like to call it. Keyboard cowards. Pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member if you're not one. Uh, let's get 500 likes in here on this work boot Wednesday. Um, Compton in the house. Um Somebody said, why do I live in the past so much? Shit, I didn't know I lived in the past. <laughs> My bank account says I'm in the future. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. How I live in the past. Um, it's Work Boot Wednesday, though. Um, E40 in the house. E40 in the house. Um, I agree. Hey, Espo, it is what it is. I love I love the I love I love keeping the clowns in the circus. That's just is what it is. That is what it is. Um, Andrew Wiggins says he may come back. I really don't care, number one. And number two, why are you making statements that you may come back? If you're not injured, you're not hurt, you're available. Why is it not now? Why aren't you ready to play right now? I don't understand. I don't understand. 
why aren't you playing right now? Like, I'm confused. You're making statements now that you may come back soon. Why aren't you back? Why aren't you back now? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Coach Malone, the Denver Nuggets head coach, um, I really don't care if he has family stuff going on. Mikey Castle, I got family stuff going on too. I don't really give a shit if he has family stuff going on. Sorry, Mikey Castle. You must be new here. You must not listen to the show every day. Uh, I'm not diving into it either. I've already discussed it in totality. I don't really care that he has family stuff going on. Um, my homeboy has family stuff going on. He works at Walmart every day because if he don't show up, he's going to be fired and he can't fucking feed his seven-year-old kid. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, I really don't care if you got family stuff going on. Enabled fuck. Now, Malone challenges the soft nuggets is very, very interesting. The soft nuggets. He called his own team soft. I fully agree. I think the Nuggets are always soft at the end of every year. I think that they're always soft at the end of every year. Period. I think that they're always soft. Every single year, the Nuggets fall around this time. Period. And I've been saying it forever. I think Denver gets bounced in the first round if they play the Lakers. I think the Denver Nuggets get bounced um, early on. If they don't play the Lakers, they may get through the first round. But after that, Denver will be out of the playoffs soon. They are who we thought they were. Uh, if Matt jumps on here, I can't wait to talk to him. Um, but I too, I think I think the Denver Nuggets are soft. They are every year. I think their big man who controls the tempo of the game in Joker. I understand he's the MVP and all of that old shit. He don't play, like, tough. He don't play defense. He's not imposing. He's not that guy, that ball dom or that rim-dominant defender who deters folks from taking it to the rack. People take it to the rack on him every single day. If you aren't the ball, the rim shot-blocking at the rim guy, the rim stopper, then I don't care how good you are, but – you're in essence a point forward as a seven foot, 300 pound center body. And that is never, in my opinion, going to win a championship. Yeah, you saw Shaq on the break for shits and giggles back in the day because he's so athletically gifted. He was on the break dribbling the ball, but you didn't see him bring up the ball and pass and run the point. He stopped the rim shots at the rim. He blocked shots. He intimidated folks. He dunked on you. That is the dominant guy that we don't have anymore. The Denver Nuggets don't have that guy. No one has those guys. And until they do, which we'll never probably see again, we're just going to keep being mediocre. Mediocrity is the new excellence. Joker's mediocre, in my opinion, as far as centers. Uh, through the history of time, I don't believe Joker is even close to some of the top centers we've ever seen. I hate seeing the comparison. Joker is a good player. He has no defense in him. He plays absolutely none. 
is teams will not win a championship if your biggest, most dominant guy can't play defense. Sorry, Giannis plays defense. They got it done. Even soft AD played defense in the bubble. They got it done. Yo, Joker don't play no defense, dog. He ain't intimidating. I'm not scared of Joker. So until that happens, I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, Turkey Leg from Iowa. What up, what up, what up? Hey, user 747-886-21559 says, stick to football. You don't know anything. We're number one for a reason. <laughs> uh, did you hear his name, though? User 744-557-58812. Like, come on, man. You kidding me? Um, in about three minutes, Tate Davis will join us. Atlanta Falcons uh, came in with the Giants. Uh, played two years with the Giants, played a couple years with Cleveland. Now he's with Atlanta. Uh, been in the league since 18. Tennessee Chattanooga alum. That is who uh, That is who uh, will join us here in a minute. Um, if Kyrie's a Laker, man, I'm just going to totally not watch the Lakers ever again. See, I'll, I'll low-key slide in and try to watch the Lakers. That's what I'll do. I'll watch the Lakers on the low. Like, I will. I don't like LeBron. I'm not a LeBron guy, but I'll watch the Lakers because I'm a Laker guy. I grew up a Laker fan my whole life, right? From, from shit, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, Kareem, all the way to Kobe and Shaq, of course, even this newest team. But having said that, um, man, I don't – Hey, Josh, what up, Oost? Uh It is crazy. I get a lot of linebackers on here. I've had Pollard on, Brian Erlacher, uh Patrick Queen twice, um, Tay Davis. I've had my own kids, Koi Dang. Um, I got why well, I get a lot of linebackers on. That's funny to me. Linebackers like me, dog. I gotta get some line. That's crazy. I gotta get some more. Uh, I get some like skill players on, but I think skill players may be too soft for me. Besides my own, like Calvin Jackson, who's been on the show a few times. I don't know. It's crazy how I always got linebackers on. It's crazy how I always get linebackers on. Um, I did meet Kobe Rad Pitt. I did meet Kobe twice. I met him once at Poly Pavilion in a uh, summer pickup game when uh, we were there for a tennis game, a tennis match. Uh, so I did get to see him there. Um, but um, make sure you pound the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. Um, let me pull up the banner here. Um, my, ba my main man, Tate Davis. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Uh, let me get this ticker going. Bam. All right. Uh, make sure you guys follow Tay Davis uh, on Twitter, at Tay underscore Davis one. Uh, clap it up for my main man. Make sure you uh, subscribe, become a member. Tay, what up, man? What's up, man? What's going on? Man, I appreciate you coming on, dog. Hey, I always got linebackers on, man. I had Bernard Pollard on, Erlacher. I've had it's, it seems like linebackers, man. You guys still get it, man. Like, I love it. You guys still the, the nasty, grimy ones in the league, man. If you come on my show, you must be a real one. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, bro. Man. Yeah, LBs, bro. We gotta be dogs every day, so uh, no doubt. Uh I got this picture. So you you came out in 18, you got you went with the Giants and then uh and that and you went to Cleveland for a few years. Now you're in Atlanta. How how's the business treating you, man? How you liking it? 
Oh, man, it's, it's straight, man. You know, it's a blessing to be in for another year. I mean, this is definitely a, a privilege. You know, it's not a right, so every day you just got to earn it. So. No doubt. I miss hearing those coaching things, man. It's not a privilege, it's a right. You used to say that shit every day. Uh, hey, man, so you play with two of my guys right now, Koi Dang. Um, I think he's on, he's on the roster, or at least for right now. Um, and Elijah Hicks. Oh, no, Elijah Hicks with the Bears. Is Koi is Dang with you guys? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, um, we got OTS yeah. coming up here, so I'll get around the team pretty soon. But um, yeah. I don't know. I have to say what's up to him. Yeah, yeah he played at Cal. He played for me at Indy and played at Cal. And then uh, he got he got on last year with the Falcons. They cut him, I think, and, then he, and they signed him back late. So I uh, hope he plays. Big, tall, long cat, 6'6", six, six kid. Um, huh? Yeah, yeah. so he's good. I hope you guys make it up. I hope he makes it up with you guys. Um, if you see him, tell him he's a slap dick. Uh, uh, I got you. Hey man, what's your thoughts on this whole trash talking thing, man? The LSU goes and beats the hell out of Iowa. Uh, then the president's wife uh, invites Iowa, the, the runner up, to the White House. Like I say it every day, Tay. I say mediocrity is a new excellence, man. That's just my new. That's my new saying. I think we are so uh, give everybody an award. Everybody deserves an award. Uh, that's kind of like the Eagles showing up with the Chiefs at the White House, isn't it? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't want to see you. You just beat me. Or, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't think it's setting a good message for anybody like young kids or anything. Like, we could all just be average and, and, and still get the bag. No, facts. Um, I mean, me personally, if that was the case, you know, I wouldn't want to go. Um, I mean, if I lost, you know, you lost, you just got to keep it at that. But um, no, I mean, I agree within today's time, like I'm real big on, I'm very competitive. So I'm not one to say participation trophies and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah. reaches on, but yeah, no, that was, that was pretty surprising to see that. No doubt. Uh, you played a Tennessee chat, huh? Yeah. Good old Chattanooga, man. That's right. I had a couple of kids go there, man. Um, so what's your take right now, man, on the current college football landscape, like this, between the portal and the NIL deal, what, how you look at that? Like, do you see it? I mean, you've been removed now five years of college or whatever, four or five years you've been out. Um, I'm sure that's kind of when I left Indy uh, in JUCO, 1819. And it's it's already came light years. Like, since that, that time, it's already changed. Um, what do you see now from when you left till now? Is it – what do you – what's the word that describes it, I guess? Let me ask you that. Man, kids get in the bag. That's pretty much straight it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm for it, um, but you can definitely see where it's starting to get out of hand. Um, but no, man, it's it's a different ball game right now. Like right to me, it feels like it's starting to shift towards like free agency more than anything else. So I mean, it's interesting. Um, I'm sure there are probably some guidelines and tweaking like here and there, but um, no, it's added a whole nother dy- dynamic to college football. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm like I'm kind of torn on this thing because like to me, I don't know. Let me dive into this with you guys, with you. Last year, the NFL, the league you play in, had 900 injuries. I think it's the most of all time. Um, and I dove into why I think that is and all that. But let me ask you this. Do you do you have anything? Do you think that there's a correlation between the NIL, the transfer portal? Transfer portal in this reason. I think cats are going to three and four schools in three and four years, and they're getting taught how to tackle three and four different ways. There's three and four different philosophies, three and four different ideologies. Uh, I think some people, you know, eyes up, run run through, uh, take the air out, 
get your eyes out of his upfield shoulder, whatever the teaching mechanic is by different coaches, but you're still being taught three different ways. Do you think that has anything to do with injuries being at so many different places transferred? And do you think the NIL has kind of decreased the investment in the body of the NFL player coming from college? Because guys don't look like you anymore. There's not a lot of guys that are built like a linebacker anymore. They're all, uh, you know, I had Patrick Queen on the other day. He's 222. He's like, I want to get to 228. Like, <laughs> and on my day, we, 250 was the inside backers. And, like, nowadays I get it. You're stopping RPO. You're, you're just trying to stop Lamar Jackson running double and triple option. You got to be lighter. And I, I understand all that. But, but do you think the investment is not the same now because of the bags are getting in college and they're and, – and the, and the, the instant kind of gratification that we're getting because these kids haven't really earned a lot, man. 18, 19 years old getting three and four mil before they ever even strap on a cleat is something I've never seen before. And I just have to, under, I, I, I'm all for it. I love that they get the money. One of my homeboys, the reason that they do get the NIL, Ed O'Bannon is who I played high school with. He's the reason they did, they got this done. Uh, but I got to be honest, dog. I can see cats going to 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 to, to Dubai, chilling, <laughs> not, and not getting in that weight room like we once did. Oh uh, man, I think it's. I think you can try to make a correlation, but I think it'll also be unfair. I think it's a lot more um, different aspects that you know kind of plays into it. Um, first thing first, shit. I'm only two twenty six, two twenty seven, so I'm not that big myself. But I just think that's because of how the game is changing. You know, now you got tight ends that's running four three four fours and you got like the chiefs like they spread everybody out so you got to be able to play in space so that age of like having the 250 pound linebackers and stuff like that's that's you know it's just non-existent you may have a few but more more than like nine times out of ten you're gonna have those guys that's gonna be around in 220 230 pound 230 uh, pound range just because they need guys to be able to cover in space and cover these running backs tight ends and sometimes receivers man depending on the uh, matchup um, in terms of the, like the NIL deal with like the lifting and the injuries and stuff, I think it could come down to more just, I mean, like you were saying, you know, them taking care of their body, but also what's being taught um, amongst the weight room and different things. Like, are you working on those little soft tissue injuries or anything? Or are you just doing the bulk lifting? Like, so it can be a different, it can be a lot of different stuff, or it could just be, you know, just the aspect of not being lucky. Um, but yeah, but, uh, that's pretty hard to uh, say right there. No doubt. Hey, the NBA got rid of the uh, testing for marijuana. You think the NFL's next, or is that something that's going to stay in 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 the NFL? And what what do you think? Like <laughs> NBA just got rid of it. NBA got rid of it. Um, good or bad? Um, I think it can go hand in hand, pretty much. Uh, I mean, of course, you may have your guys that do it, but then you have a lot of guys that you know you use that or just use different aspects of it just for medicinal use which can help them. So it'll just be interesting to kind of monitor it to see how it goes like across the year, like as the years goes. No doubt. Um, you know, you, if you got like playbook or anything like that, you guys know what you're doing up on defense? Are you a 50 team odd front or are you 40? Um, when I had met with the coaches, they said they're about 90% um, sure like installing the playbook and stuff. So I'll probably grab it here in the next week or so. I got you. So – what what are you what are you what are you hearing about right now? You like everything that's going on there in Atlanta, Coach Smith. Um, Arthur Blank uh, owns it, of course. He's came out recently, said they're going to roll with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Do you go into these places 
kind of without a choice or do you go in these places like, look, I like what they're doing. I want to go here. Or is it, I got to go here. This is where that's who wants me and who signed me. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you always have a choice, man. Um, whether you feel like you have need to go somewhere, you have to go somewhere. You don't have to go though. Like it's at this point, it's up to you. If you want to keep playing football, you can keep playing football. Um, so I chose Atlanta. Um, I'm excited about it. That's pretty much home for me. So being close to home was something big for me. And I always say that's the home team growing up and watching them. Um, as far as everything that's been going on this offseason, I'm excited, man. We brought some key pieces in um, and just some of the guys that's been there. Um, you know I mean, if we look back at it, I mean, what they finished seven and 10 last year, like they were right there on the Cubs, like could have won a division and everything. So pairing with, you know, what they're doing, like it's good, man. I'm excited to kind of just get there and gel with the guys and, you know, we just get to work. No doubt. They lost a lot of close games from what I saw. Um, they got a rook. They had a rookie QB last year who got some time. Um, Lamar Jackson, Atlanta Falcons was a team of interest or not interest, but a team that the media threw out there. Um, I don't. I'm sure you would welcome them, but are you got? You go into these guys like, look, man, we're ride or die with the quarterback that Arthur Smith, the head coach, and the management, upper management, has said this is who it's going to be. We're going to roll with it. Or are you on the outside looking in? Like, do you think, not you personally, I wouldn't ask you this question, but like, do you think guys in the league are like, man, I hope Lamar come? Uh, of course, people know he's a dynamic player and a playmaker. Do you think guys on certain teams, on certain rosters are sitting there like, man, I'd rather have Lamar. What's up? Why we can't get him? Like, is that a thing? Or is it more your ride or die with who you have, just like we were growing up as kids, and, and that's who our quarterback is, and we're going with it? Um, I mean, personally, like, I just – when it comes to a guy like Lamar and just that, like, that caliber, athleticism, the talent that he has, you always will want, like, a, you know, kind of like a guy like that on the team, no matter – despite the position or the situation that, it, you know, is coming up. Because, you know, he's a great player. But also, you know, with Desmond, now I remember watching him at Cincinnati. He was a baller. And he wouldn't be, you know, being named a starter right now if he wasn't capable of going in and leading a team to win a division and ultimately compete in the playoffs for it. Uh, Super Bowl. So that's what, um, you know, that's what the fact, that's what we believe in. And, you know, I'm a rock with my guy. Um, I haven't met him yet. I've definitely been watching from afar and, you know, like what I've been seeing. So I'm excited, man. And I'm excited for him to get this opportunity. Hey, let me ask you this. The, the new rule, this this Thursday night thing has been been kind of thrown out there. This Thursday night deal, uh, this flexing. Uh, the Giants, Jets, Bears, Packers, Saints, and Steelers have voted it no. Are you kind of happy that they voted no? Do you want to play twice on Thursdays? Or are you good just once? Or does, does um, that Man, I, I do not like Thursday games like that. It's just a quick turnaround, uh, you know, especially playing that Sunday. And then you go back. Usually you really don't technically have an off day uh, with those Thursday night games. And by the time your body's starting to kind of feel back to normal, you're playing another game. So you're just, you know, smacking it once again. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of the two Thursday night games, but – you know. Hey, let me ask you this. The commissioner came out and said, basically, you know, a lot of people come out and like it because of the 10 day game, 10 days off in between. That's not really necessarily true though. Right. Uh, no. I mean, I know a lot of guys that is not, you know, too fond of the Thursday night games. And yeah, you can say that it's nice afterwards, but there's nothing really going on, but you rehabbing and just trying to, get your body back right for playing two games in a certain amount of days. And I just don't think it's smart um, in terms of like a health wise injury aspect. It, it's harder to recover. 
it's hard to recover on a Thursday because you're and then you're let me ask you this though, playing on a Thursday, does your like uh your body mechanics and your whole clock, your internal clock is thrown off, right? You because now you gotta go in. Do you go in on a Friday or do they get sometimes they give you off, but you usually go in Friday treatment, uh get everything done Saturday. Now maybe you'll get off, depends, but now you're like are you working on a Sunday when the games are on on the in the NFL? Uh, usually you don't. Um, I can only speak for, you know, the teams and the games that I've been a part of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it definitely throws your body out of wet because we're just so structured. We're so used to having a routine. So trying to alter that routine and stuff, it's – I mean, it can just kind of – it can easily throw your body out of whack. No, no doubt, no doubt. What's next for you, man? What, what's your goal? <laughs> you got some short-term, long-term goals you want to – how long you want to play? What's your you got like a an end all in this thing? You made it, man. You're a one percenter. People don't understand that shit. You're a one percenter. You made it. Um, like what is your personal stuff goals? Uh man, for me, I've battled you know some injuries uh, these last two seasons. Uh, my last two seasons so far in the league. So main thing first is just to be healthy and play a full season. Um, that's before I do anything else. I want to be able to get that done. Um, after that. My biggest goal this year, of course, um, carve whatever, you know, role I can on defense. But my bread and butter that, you know, I feel very confident in is special teams. So I'm shooting for Pro Bowl for special teams this year, man. And whatever comes after that, it comes with it. No doubt. No doubt. I'm rooting for you, man. Let me ask you this. The draft's coming up. Is there anything – do you track the draft or the players? Or do you? is that like a business decision? That's upper management. That's coaching. That's out of my pay grade. I don't mess around with it. Or do you, are you involved and say, look, I would love for the Falcons to draft this, the guy, that guy. Do you want to see the Falcons draft anyone in particular? Oh man. I just, I just leave it to upstairs. That's above my pay grade, but I definitely watch like the first day and stuff. Cause it's always good seeing, you know, guys dreams come true. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. What'd you do on draft? What'd you do on your draft day, man? You had a draft party? Uh, not really. We, um, on day three, we did, I did a little deal up and chat with like the family and like some coaches and close friends. And we just kind of just relaxed and ate food and just, you know, enjoyed the day. Yeah. What high school did you go to? Oxford High School in Alabama. Okay. I had a lot of Bama kids, man. I had a lot of kids out of Bama. I'd go recruit the hell out of it. I used to go to these little spots and eat eat oysters down there, man. <laughs> you guys have some oysters in, in in Alabama, dog. It's, it's, it's some good it's some good food in Bama, man. That's what a lot hell of people yeah. Hell yeah. People people sleep on Alabama, man. They got food. You got you got females too. Um I ain't gonna lie. I got you know, I got a few uh, I got a few little I got a few down there. <laughs> uh, hey, uh if you had to be a betting man, though, man, just outside of your team, where does Lamar Jackson end up? I don't know, man. I really don't know. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you think he's back in Baltimore? Because I don't think so. I think that's a, a ruined marriage. Yeah, I mean, it's at this point, I think it would be smart for them to just go their separate ways. Will that happen? I don't know. But I just the last thing I feel like you would want is for this to kind of bleed into the season, and it'll just create an up and down season. With, you know, with a lot of distractions. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Let me ask you this: You played against them twice a year in that division uh, for a few years. Um, you see him every year. You see what he could do. 
is he a guy that the the league fears when they play, or is he a guy that you take the challenge and like, look, man, let's keep him in the in the let's keep him in the pocket, let's make him throw the football. Is that a real thing? Like, are you more worried? Of course, you're worried about his feet over his arm, but you still got to know he could beat you with his arm if he uh, he gets loose or because he's such a great athlete. Is he a guy you fear? Is he is he like a Kobe Bryant and assassin that people fear, or is he just nowadays? Is anyone feared anymore in the NFL when you go into an arena? I mean, I feel like a lot of guys – you never want to say you just absolutely straight up fear somebody, but he's one of those players in the league that you you know you got to come correct with because if not, you're going to be on ESPN top 10. And he's just that type of player, whether he can – I've seen him make, you know, drop balls in the bucket and guys blanket in coverage. I've seen him improvise with his legs and, you know, Lamar Jackson time strikes. Like So he's, he's just that special of a player, man. So it's tough. When that week come up and you got Baltimore, you already know, like, one of these days you, you're you going to have to just devote it straight to him because of all the um, all the problems that he can present. I mean, there's not too many guys in the league that you got to find a skill guy to play quarterback for a scout team with and just to try to get accustomed to and different things like that. So, no, man, he's a, he's a special player. You really got to be on it when that week comes up. When you guys get, like, your P-Squad players, like – do you guys put other starters at quarterback, like a wideout or a running back, just to try to simulate Lamar Jackson? I know a buddy of mine coaches um, with the Titans, and he said they used to do this. They used to do that. Like they didn't have a backup quarterback, or they didn't have a practice squad guy. You're not going to have a practice squad guy that can do what he does. So, do you move guys? Like, do you take a, for instance, you got you got Cordell Patterson, a JUCO guy. Um, Played at Hutch Juco, uh, been in the league now a long time. Would you put a guy like that at quarterback for the practice squad? Or are you like, nah, we can't risk hurting him either, but we got to get a look too. Do you guys use other guys like that? Have you ever done that in Cleveland? Oh, yeah, we did it in Cleveland. Uh, so one of our receivers at the time, I'll never um, I'll remember it. I think it was my first year with Cleveland. Uh, we moved Kadero Hodge. At, um, he was receiver, but he moved him to quarterback because he used to play quarterback. Yeah. And there was – I mean, of course, you can never emulate perfectly, you know, what Lamar is, but he did a hell of a job that weekend. You know, he, he gave us a pretty good look. So, I mean, you, you have to do those things, man, just to try to get that look, because if not, um, it could be a long Sunday for you. You you, you keep track of all the all the news going on in the league, like uh, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers thing and all that, like, or do you even care? Um, I mean, I'll see it. You can't help but to see it because it's plastered everywhere. But, I mean, that's another interesting uh, situation. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, nowadays, now, now, now the reports are the Jets may not be able to get them. The Niners are trying to creep in, and all these other guys trying to creep in on them. Man, it's interesting to see these guys um, that have generational wealth who are basically set for life um, continue to be shopped. I've never seen it, Tay, and I got, I, and I want to get this to you before you get out of here. In my generation, which I'm going to talk about when you get off, I've never seen quarterbacks that are so highly touted, like the best of the best be traded this often and this much. Like, my era, Troy Aikman never left. Peyton Manning mostly never left until he left late. Joe Montana, Drew Brees stayed in New Orleans 15 years after the San Diego trade early on in his career. Eli Manning never left. Ben Roethlisberger never left. Like, there's been – why is that? Is it just because of straight-up salary cap and money, or is it that maybe these guys aren't as good as people think they are? Um, I definitely don't think it's the second one. Um, you know, these them guys are ballers. Um, 
I could see it maybe being salary cap, but at the end of the day, we really don't know. You know, we don't know what those conversations are upstairs. We don't know if, you know, relationships have gotten touted uh, between, you know, coach player or it could sometimes be um, amongst each other upstairs, you know, one and one guy, but another guy want this guy. Like, we just don't know. Um, it could be a different, um, an amount, various amount of things that could, you know, play into that. But, I mean, it is it's very interesting. It definitely shakes up the league year in and year out. So, No doubt, no doubt. Man, uh, I, you got a new fan in me, man. I appreciate you, man, uh, for coming on. Much love for you coming on. And uh, I can't even be – I can't tell you how much uh, – how, how good it is to hear a guy like you talk, man. There's a lot of guys out nowadays, man, that don't uh, – you seem like you got a humble spirit and you're ready to go get this thing, man. And I know you faced some adversity already in this league, but you're hanging in there, man. And, and uh, you get knocked down, keep getting up, dog, because you got a bright future. I, I'm rooting for you. So is the whole chat here. And I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, I'll be looking for you. I'm going to come. And my boy Coy is playing. I'm going to come to a game, man, and check you out. Man, that's what's up, man. We'll hook you up with some tickets and um, pregame passes. Hell yeah. I, I'll even bring you some hoes. <laughs> no, I'm good on that, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you, <laughs> man. Uh, good luck to you. Oh, man, thank you. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah. Tay Davis, everybody. Uh, shout out to him. Um, speaking of, let me bring in uh, one of the fan favorites. I think he might be one of your fan. Fa I think he is the fan favorite. I don't know. I, I don't know. You guys have to ask. I, I've been. I'm going to take a. Uh, Poll question, is it Matt McChesney or is it Steve Kim? Who do you guys like? Or do you guys like Chase Sr.? We got we to go, break that down. Uh, a lot of the women in here like Big Matt. It's crazy. I like It's weird like that. I don't know. Matt McChesney, big sexy and shit. I don't know if you're trolls and you're some little kid acting as a girl, but maybe um, you're a female. I hope you are. But without further ado, Matt McChesney joins us, everybody. Matt, what up? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh man! Oh, I got headache. It's like a nonstop uh, train derailment. Oh, I can't say train derailment. We have too many of those. Uh, it's like a it because you can't curse. I actually been dropping a few f bombs today uh, because of people got under my skin. Not really. I don't. They don't get under my skin, Matt. I just like. I think I just want to be like me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, look, man. I don't trust people that don't curse. I don't either. I don't either. No, hey, how, Matt, can you, how can you get through the day? Congratulations. You've been sober for a long time. It takes a lot. It takes a great human to do that. But you used to. And here's the I thing I got to ask. What'd you say? Sorry. I, I, I what'd you say? I didn't hear what you said. What'd you say? Oh, I said, I know you don't drink and you've been sober a long time. So shout out to you. I but I used to, tell, I used to tell my coaches, um, hey, man, let's go out to eat. I'll buy, I'm buying, of course. And I used to have coaches like, oh, coach, I don't drink. I'm going to stay here. And I go, listen, you don't have to drink. And I said, but it'd be a lot fucking cooler if you did. Uh, look. Uh, I, that I, is I, a staff thing, Matt. I'm not against drinking. I'm, I'm, I need a reason. Like, no, I'm not, and I'm, I, I'm not saying you have to drink. I'm just equating it to, like, cussing. Like, it'd be a lot cooler if you did drink with my staff. You don't have to. But, but look, it's it, it is what it is. Some people can handle it, and some people can't. And some I just don't like it. I don't, I don't like not being able to drive my car. I don't like not being able to operate heavy machinery. 
but really it's the next day. I hate waking up hungover and I never wake up, wake up hungover when I smoke. So I'll just, I'll stay with that road in Denver where everything's legal and fun. I'll stay out of Kansas and Nebraska, maybe go to Nevada, maybe California, but I'll stay in Denver. We're good. Hey, it is what it is. Hey, each his own. And guess what? You're an asshole because you don't drink. And you're like, dog, I don't care if you like Trump or Biden. I'm still going to be your friend. I can still talk to you and disagree. Like, we have become so divided in this country. It's unbelievable, man. I can't believe if you don't do something. It's like, bro, damn it. You don't. Exactly. You hey, don't. Where, are all these, where are all these females that like Matt? Yeah, I don't, I don't read any of the comments, so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, her picture looked good. It was like a white girl in Texas. She wanted you to come run the train on her, remember? Oh, that, yeah, that is right. We did have one of them, yeah. Um, you've had a few. You get a few. You get a few. Uh, they enough. call you uh, Big Sexy in here. Uh, you know, you get a few. Don't. Don't shortchange yourself. Um, I like the rose on your chest. I don't know what that's about. We'll talk about that another day. It's called sexy is what it's called. Yeah, it looks like the Rose Bowl. Um, on your chest, it looks like the whole fucking Rose Bowl. Um, Good is what it looks like. All right, let's let's get into some brass tacks. I ain't got to talk to you in a minute. Um, <laughs> I know I, I piss you off every time I bring this up, but what the fuck's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Like, why is now the 49 – I we've said it on here before. You and I, I believe, have said, don't be surprised if he's a 49er, goes back home to his hometown. Uh, it's going to be interesting here. Is he a Jet at the end of the day or not? God, I hope so. I mean, being a Jet alum and huge fan, I really hope so. But <sighs> I am so tired of Aaron Rodgers as a person. I know. I'm just, I'm sure he's a fine guy hanging out. I'm sure if like you, me and AJ Hawk and Pat and Aaron all hung out and like uh, you were having your yak and your stick and we were over there rolling one and everybody was just chilling and we were just dudes. I'm sure he'd be normal. I'm sure he'd just be like another one of the guys. I don't think he has that problem, but there's also this other side of Aaron where like I, I, I'm not really sure like how he processes stuff. He doesn't talk to his family. He didn't get like he he broke things off with his fiance. He's got massive commitment issues, bro. <laughs> like he gets he gets this close to doing something and he's like, nope, <laughs> nope. And he's and he just builds a wall and you know it's. I know he's saying that it's not him holding up the, the jet negotiations, but. I mean, the, the draft is in three weeks. I'm assuming they would want to get this done before the draft. So it's not future picks. Yeah, I, exactly my point. And I, I don't know, man. If I'm the Packers, like, is do they get to the point where they just cut him? I mean, do you bring him back? Like, this is my thing. If I'm the Packers, first of all, I'm never trading him. Ever. I don't care what he wants. He's a he's an elite player at his position. I'm going to do everything I can to surround him with talent and go spend my ass off to try and get one more ring. Because regardless of how shitty he's been in the playoffs, and let's be real, 
his playoff record is terrible. He's yes, he has a Super Bowl, but it, 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 NFC title games alone, I think he's lost three to the lost, Niners. He's lost three three to the Niners, five total. Lost to Tampa a couple years ago. Seattle and three to the 49ers, right? Seattle twice, didn't he? I don't know. No, I don't know. But he's lost at least four, maybe five NFC title games. And just think, like, there were a couple circumstances where, like, they had home field advantage and they lost to the Giants where it could have been a Packers-Patriots Super Bowl, like Brady against Rodgers. And we never got to see that because Aaron and Brett, just think about this, over 30 years, the Packers had two first ballot great quarterbacks that many would argue are top 10 players of all time, myself included, yourself included, and they got two Super Bowls. And not only two Super Bowls, they only got three appearances. Yeah. That took them to two. Aaron's taking them to one Super Bowl. That is... That that's not acceptable if you're in the Packer land. Like that, that should be that should be more more talked about than just the you know how do we get back to the Super Bowl this year? Well, and I guess it comes back to the old question: is is it good enough as a fan just to be super competitive every year and be a 12 win team and playing big games and that's okay? Because I think that's how Aaron thinks. I think he gets done losing the NFC title game. And instead of being like Elway or Manning or Brady or Montana or Bradshaw, who never fucking lost, or Roger Staubach, and being so angry that you lost that their only motivation is to get back and do it again, I don't think that's him. I think Aaron sits back and goes, man, we just had a pretty fucking good year. We just made it to the NFC title game. and not no, he says really, it all the time, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm the MVP, and nobody can really criticize me because I did my job, so... I'm going to go in this dark room and drink some fucking you know, ayahuasca and get some weird tattoos and break off the engagement and not talk to my parents. Fuck them. And we're just, you know, we're just going to roll. And, and look, he's, he's more famous and has more money than me. So I guess he can do it every once, but I mean, damn bro, this is a relationship game dog. And it doesn't seem like he has very many good relationships outside of like David Bakhtiari, Randall Cut. Look, I, I think he's one of the guys until you need him to have your back. Until you need him to be the guy. Yeah. When you when he needs to be there, like when you need to Anthony Soprano this bitch, like when we need to make a phone call and go, yo, I need help and you need to get here now, he's going to be the guy that's like, uh, yeah, you're going to need to call my publicist. So it's, I I don't know, man. I'm really torn about the Aaron Rodgers thing. I hope that he goes to the Jets, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, let's just be real. Why in the hell would you want to go to the Jets if you can go to the Niners? I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Um, Let me ask you this. I don't agree a lot with Ryan Clark, but he said something interesting this morning. Um, He said, or yesterday, I don't remember. I saw a clip of it. Um, He said the Jets have the 13th pick. Why not draft a quarterback that's possibly available at 13? Good idea. He mentioned, of course, some names I don't agree with, but let's say they take a QB at 13. He said that that's going to be their future QB because Aaron Rodgers is going to be a rental one to two years, as we all know. 
that's which true. is true. I believe that's true. But are you over to Mormon Milf Hunter? Do you think they have to draft a quarterback already? Yeah, but I don't think they need to do it in the first round. Because I look, this is the way I think I feel about this. You got the you have the Manhattan Mormon Milf Hunter, the MM MH the triple the triple MH. The triple MH is your backup. Aaron Rodgers is playing one. He comes in for two years, wins the Super Bowl. I freak the fuck out. Go to the parade. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> and then in the third round or the, the end of the second, you go get Malik Hooker and you let him you let him get healthy and you develop him behind Aaron Rodgers and let him watch. And you then when Aaron's gone, you put him into a massive competition with triple MH and see what we can see. And I guarantee you he beats that kid out. Will the Wilson kid, just like his brother, I saw a video of his brother at a seven on seven. Ah, oh, he's horrible. Holy shit, bro. You want to talk about like if I feel like he packed his ball inside of the box, taped it up, took it to FedEx, and then threw it to his receiver. It literally took like eight minutes to get from his hand to the guy. Like, it looked like a right-handed Tim Tebow. So I uh I, I I think this kid is terrible, and I I need new blood in the quarterback room. Bad. How how do you mess up this evaluation? How do you have the second pick, and you like this this kid from BYU is the shit? Like, what what are you talking about, bro? You didn't see this before he got drafted. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, how they raked his brother a four star it blows my mind. Well, like, it's all name, bro. It's all of it is named. No Look, no I, talk to, I talk to a lot of these guys that rank people at 247. Uh, you know, Blair Angelo is, a, is a awesome at his job. He's one of the West Coast guys. <clears throat> but a lot of the rankings is, I'm, I mean, I'll just tell you how I do it, and you can figure out how other people do it. Hey, Blair, this is Matt. Hey, X, this is Matt <clears throat> at 6-0. I've got about 25 guys I need you to eval. I'm going to send you their information. Watch all their film. Well, they have the rankings up like two days later. So this guy's watched 25 kids plus another 150 in two days. No, he's not watching everyone. They're not watching everyone. They're going off of McChesney said these five kids were elite. Let's rank them. And that, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest problems with football these days is that, you know, you're constantly in a, well, my buddy told me this about the kid, and I respect his opinion, so I'm going to run with it, rather than guys figuring shit out for themselves. And, and that's just that's just my opinion on the matter. I agree. Uh, let me transition to the other QB issue, uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, OBJ, apparently OBJ's been offered a scholarship. I mean a scholarship. He's, he's been offered by the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens have offered OG, OBJ a contract per Adam Schefter. It uh, seems that the Jets and the Ravens are the two teams in the mix. Um, the Rams also are in the mix. Um, I don't – I wouldn't pay – what is the maximum amount of money you would pay OBJ per year? About seven and a half. Really? I, I, I said five. Um, I'll meet you in the middle, six. Well, six, six, two. 
Here's the reason why I want to get your take. Someone that played in this league a long time. Um, the the college receiver that's been drafted over the last five years, you can argue, has been impactful as shit. Day one, year one. You just had the rookie of the year with the Jets. You have Alave in Atlanta who's done a hell of a job. You had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase rip it year one. You've had a lot of receivers come out of the college and rip it. And you don't have to pay them a very large amount of money except for a signing bonus. Why would you not go into the draft when you have a few pretty good receivers this year that you could probably get and take a guy that you haven't seen play in two years and then all you see is TikTok videos of him fucking one-handed shit with rainbow hair? I'm not a buyer. I haven't. He hasn't done shit since he caught a one-handed tip ball in New York. Like, he, got, he did okay for the Rams uh, late. He got hurt, hasn't played. He really didn't play before he got to the Rams, before the Cleveland Brown debacle and his daddy posting videos to get him out of there. What uh, – am I wrong on that? Oh, you're not wrong. Odell's an absolute turd. He's a turd. and He's Kyrie he, Irving, isn't he? Look, that doesn't mean he's not good. Like, he, Kyrie is electric. Right. But he's, a, he's a piece of shit, bro. Like, look, I'm a grunt, Okay. I'm not special by any means. Well, it, it depends on what you're talking about. But my, my the only thing that got me by was work ethic and acceptance. That everybody else in the room is better than me. And I need to work my balls off to prove that I can be in this room. And in turn, the men in this room will respect that because I, I know what they're looking for. If Odell Beckham Jr. would just stop thinking that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's not even close to being a Hall of Famer. Let's be real. Any of you morons out there that think Odell Beckham Jr. deserves a gold coat, you need to stop watching football. Well, mediocrity is a new excellence, Matt. I mean, he's a great player. He's had great highlights. He's an unbelievable athlete, but he is a shitty receiver and a bad football player. Okay? So, he, and when I say he's a great player, like he's, he's an elite one-on-one receiver – when you when you're not pressing him and all that shit, but he's a bad overall football player. He's not going to block. He's not going to do any of the dirty work. He's always looking. Look at me. Look at me. He's fighting shit on the sideline. Every time something happens negatively, he throws a fit. When something has happens positive, he acts like he's the one that did it. When he, everything has to be facilitated to him because he plays receiver, it's the most dependent position on the field. So. I look at it, look, if I'm the Jets and I just signed Lazard and I've got Garrett Wilson and, you know, they got rid of Elijah Moore, who I liked, but he didn't want to be there. And they've got the Uzama kid from Cincinnati at tight end. I don't even know if going to get Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham together is a good idea. Like, is Aaron going to be able to control him? And then when you put him back in New York, is he just going to go fucking like mad dog style, like, the New York media is attacking him every day because he used to play for Big Blue. I just, I would avoid this altogether. And honestly, I think Odell Beckham is just a product of the generation he's in. That's it. Because all this look at me bullshit is fed by social media, which he loves. And look, I'm a social media whore. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But how many videos of me do you see? Not many. All you see are videos of guys I'm trying to put on and kids I'm trying to help, or fucking Odin and his awful hips. And, and in fact, I'm going to bring this up. 
Why do you think, Coach, I love this Odin Johnson kid at Lakewood. He's a good player. I think he's going to be a college football player. He's very sound technique-wise. He's about 6'3", about 260. He works hard. But athletically, like, he, you've seen him on the hips. You've, you've seen everybody roasting that kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think people are so enamored with him? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gimmick. It's a fun thing. It's a joke. Like a, it's, like, I feel like we're on jackass, bro. Like, I almost yeah. don't want to do it anymore because – People like every comment is like, where's Odin? And I'm like, motherfucker, he's a junior in high school. He's probably in chemistry class. What do you mean? Where's Odin dog? This is a, this, this page is around built around football, not around fucking jokes. Like I'm almost mad at myself for ever even posting it. I didn't realize it was going to blow up like this, but all these fuck boys out here that run like that are on social media, typing in keyboard war, keyboard warriors. I mean, is everything just a fucking joke to you, dog? Is it? A, do, are you the type of guys that sit around and instead of trying to go out to get some pussy, you just are like, fuck it, Pornhub, Chicago backhand, make sure you spit on it real quick, and then we'll get rolling. I mean, give me a fucking break. Sorry, I know we're trying to. I know we're trying to go. Yeah, to what is a Chicago backhand? I've, I've never seen that one. What the Chicago backhand? I mean, I've seen it. I've never heard that term. Yeah. Chicago backhand. <laughs> um, I've never heard a Chicago back term, a backhand term. Uh, that's a new one. Uh, apparently, the audio keeps cutting out for a lot of people. I, I but I, it's fine for me. Um, I can hear you. Not yours, but it, they're saying both of ours. I don't know. Uh, Get up on your century links, son. Yeah, no shit. Um, I gotta ask you this, man. Um, this whole Lamar Jackson thing. Does OBJ going to Baltimore keep Lamar in Baltimore? I no, way. I don't see it. No. First of all, like we just said, OBJ is not an elite player anymore. He's a two or a three, maybe. He hasn't played for a year. He's coming off another ACL. I don't care how he looks running on grass and catching one-handed footballs at a workout. It doesn't mean shit. I know. I want, like, do I think he can play 18 games and give me 110 catches and 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns? No. So, therefore, his antics and everything he brings to the table is not worth it. So, uh, going to Baltimore, that would be even worse because then he thinks he's the big dog in the room. At least in New York, he's got other guys that think they're pretty good. You go to Baltimore and you've got uh, Bateman and uh, – Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know who he, Mark Andrews, but he's a tight end, so I don't know if he's going to be able to control Odell. Um, I got to bring this up real quick. Uh, the Patriots have been shopping Mac Jones, apparently, uh, per a bunch of different sources, um, Mike Florio and, and others, uh, this whole entire offseason. Um, can Belichick pull a slick one and steal Aaron Rodgers from the Jets? I, I, if I was Belichick and the Patriots, I would do it immediately. I'd trade Mac Jones, anything they want. But they've got Jordan Love, so I don't know if they want Mac Jones. But still, look, it's either – if I'm the Patriots, I'm either going – if Aaron Rodgers is available or Lamar Jackson is available, I'm going to get one of the two. Or Matthew Stafford. Would you take a shot at him? Ooh. So, do you think he's actually going to be available? Uh, I mean, I, I've heard in the last few days that he's he's he was uh, he was the number one guy if Aaron Rodgers did not go. So, look, when do you think all of this 
motion is going to stop? Because is it going to be pre-draft or post? I mean, I would think it has to be pre because if not, you have a big issue because quarterbacks are going to be selected that could be used for trade bait, right? Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that's going to work. I think there's going to be a ton of movement. um, Or, honestly, there could be none. Like, we, we could be sitting here, you know, May 1st after the draft, like, what the hell just happened? Nobody moved. Stafford's still a Ram. Aaron's still a Packer. The Milf Hunter is still in New York. San Francisco still is trying to roll with Brock Purdy. Like, it, it, that could happen. Everybody could just sit there and hold their dicks, too. So, the, the NFL is, it's a very, it's a very strange environment that we find each other in that we find ourselves in in the nfl right now in my opinion all right let me let me get to this before you get out of here i don't uh i know uh appreciate you coming on here um i'm gonna discuss this in in length here but let me let me ask you this if quarterback play in the nfl has been so good and so great to many we we disagree on some quarterback stuff we agree on some quarterback stuff as well i gotta ask this question though as a guy that is gonna speak the truth like i am if the quarterback play is so great, why have we seen so-called quote-unquote greats being traded or moved at an all-time high? I I, I want to go back to Drew Brees playing basically his entire career in New Orleans after the San Diego thing. Eli never moved. Uh, Peyton never moved until late. Montana didn't move until the end of his career. Steve Young as well. Troy Aikman never left. Jim Kelly never left. Um, Ben Roethlisberger never left. Why are we seeing guys being shopped or traded at an all-time high? Elway. How could you not say John Elway, you son of a bitch? That's Uh, a a given. I mean, uh, so Marino. I mean, I can go on and on and on. No one left. A couple of the reasons are owners and GMs listening to fans and social media because that's pressure now. And people are like, oh my God, if we can't just have a bad year, like we gotta we gotta move on. There that I'm I'm a victim of it with Russell Wilson here in Denver. I'm like already I'm already trying to figure out how to get rid of his ass. Um but I also think some of it is the money they're being paid. Like the the fact that Lamar Jackson is gonna be a fifty million dollar a year player, regardless of how great we think he is, the liability is outweighing the productivity and what potentially could happen everybody's thinking negatively rather than well we can win a couple super bowls but in actuality you're probably just going to spend 200 million dollars and not win shit so that's more likely to happen than not so i i believe that the nfl is a victim of their own circumstance like they did this to themselves their dumb asses decided that you know the the 2011 CBA where all that money was essentially saved to give to the veterans when they stopped doing bonus babies right and instead they pocketed all of it and started giving quarterbacks this these exuberant contracts and now you cripple your franchise on the second contract instead of the first with a guy who maybe showed potential but the perfect example is Danny Dimes Dimes went from a year ago when we were sitting here talking about this, it was, this guy's awful. How are they ever going to win? 
They figured it out. They went to the playoffs, but I mean, let's be real. I don't even think he threw 20 touchdowns on the year and he got $45 million, bro. I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think that the NFL can operate like this. I don't think that they can just shovel money out to one position that is so dependent on everyone else and then act like that position is the one that's just going to win everything. Yes, you can't win without one. That said, I've watched Brad Johnson win a Super Bowl. I've watched Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl. I've watched Joe Flacco win a Super Bowl. I've watched fucking, you know, multiple guys that were just eh, mid that have won Super Bowls because the team around them is really, really good rather than them being the focal point and the team around them just being there. So it's not surprising to me that a lot of these teams that are in Super Bowls, maybe not winning them, but are in them, are guys on rookie contracts. Hurts, Burrow, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but the Chiefs won a Super Bowl when Mahomes was on a rookie contract. The Seahawks won a Super Bowl when Russell Wilson was on a rookie contract. So I think the the main way to go is less money invested in the quarterback initially, build your team around him. So when the time comes, if you have to replace your quarterback, at least your team is still elite. You didn't just put all your eggs in the quarterback basket. I've been saying that for a long time, Matt. I've been saying that quarterback play in the NFL to me is not worth that money. Um, I, I just don't understand. I don't see that great guy sitting out there. Aaron Rodgers is on is over that. Uh, he's over his, his his hill, I guess. I would like to say, I guess I, you know. You I, think he's he's or, I, there's no way I don't think he can play. He had a broken thumb last year. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know he can play. Don't throw 50 touchdowns this year. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he, I know he can play. Um, he can still spin it with anybody. There's no question. I don't know if he's it's all head. Like you said, yeah, motivation, uh, self motivation, as you know, is the key determinant among someone's success. Uh, that is just what it is. Uh, we can't get up and motivate you to come to work every day. We you don't get up and motivate everybody every day to go through the snow. Get here if you want to be great. I, like that. That is what this has turned into, though. We met. We beg people now instead of them showing up to work uh, individually and, and, and voluntarily. Um, well, it, was like, it was like yesterday. Yesterday I'm supposed to be on the show and we got like a foot of snow in Denver and the entire fucking city shuts down. But I drive a four-wheel drive truck, so I don't give a shit. My kids are getting to school. And I'm telling you, bro, the panic that sets in around here when it snows, I just want to look at people and go, just move back to New York or California, you fucking softy. Get out of here. So, but yesterday it was, every, all my employees canceled. I had to cancel the show. Oh my God, it's snowing. Like, dude, it's not that big of a deal. The only reason you're even bitching about it is because you have social media. And I'm I'm guilty of that too. I've gotten on social media and been like, man, fuck the snow. So, you know, it's it's just natural. If, if people have the ability to complain, they're going to. And I would I would encourage everybody not to. Even though I do, I'm trying not to. So it's it's like it, it rains here. It's been raining here for three months, and and you know we're underwater. Noah's Ark sitting right outside. I'm gonna board it soon. Nice. Um, like we lose our fucking mind in California. Oh my god! And I'm like, you do know we've been in a severe drought for a long time. Oh, there's gonna be mudslides like a motherfucker. In like we needed the water though. I mean, like. But our lakes are back full, Matt. All the, all the homeless guys are getting showers. 
Yeah, think about it. Uh, hey, hey, define. Before you leave, excuse me, everyone that's camping. My bad. They're not homeless. They're all camping. Well, I call them bums. I call them straight up bums. That's because they are. They're bums. They're not homeless. The homeless are really the you know the veterans that we don't help. We help Ukraine, but we don't help our veterans. Uh, those guys are homeless. I get those guys. A lot of these twenty-three-year-old guys at Seven Eleven asking me for a dollar are fucking bums. And I'm just telling you, I tell these kids every day, fuck no, I'm not giving you a dollar. Go get a job. Like, you're 23 years old and you're able-bodied. Like, it blows my mind. Um, Let me ask you this before you leave. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. Let me ask you this before you leave. Um, The Panthers, they got the one now. If Lamar Jackson is so worthy of everything, why isn't – why aren't the Panthers trading one and taking Lamar Jackson right now? Because they're going to have to pay him what they're going to have to pay him. And I think we've all figured this out, but they're not going to. And I'm not saying that the NFL is colluding. I, I don't know what to call it other than that, but no one is going to give Lamar Jackson the money that he wants. No one. So he's going to have to eat shit and take a two-year contract at 130. They'll probably guarantee that, right? I, I mean, he's been offered 133, I think. So now go back to the table and be like, I'll take the 133 for two or three years and go prove it. But the problem is, over the last two years, he's this decline is because of injury. And as a guy who dealt with tons of injuries, once you start getting hurt, you keep getting hurt. Yep. Because you're always rehabbing. You're not you're not improving like everyone else is. Right. I'm trying right. to get back to a level just so I can go work. Right. Everybody else is already at that level working. So when you come back, you're behind the eight ball even more. And now with, with Lamar showing this at the end of the last two seasons, he's been hurt coming off of a playoff win at Tennessee two years ago that kind of momentum should have gone into a Super Bowl run or something. And then all of a sudden this money would be paid. But unfortunately, or depending on how you look at the situation, this circumstance did arise and now they have a reason not to pay him. And if you give the NFL a reason not to pay you, they won't, they will not pay you. They will say this red flag is raised high in the sky. And this is as far as we're willing to go. And if you don't want to go there, then we'll run with Tyler Huntley, who took us to the, to the playoffs last year, and we think is just a poor man's version of you. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what they're going to do, I'm sure. So I wouldn't be surprised if they run run with Huntley, who was a really good player at Utah and, and really played well last year for them. And then you draft a quarterback in the third or fourth round to develop and see if you hit goal. Let Lamar sit there till week 10, and then you're a free agent and you're gone. Let me ask you this, uh, as you exit this show um, today, and as, as well as I, um, Washington Commanders is, I've been on record saying that's where I would love to see him go. I, I think it's still the best fit to this day. So do that's I. my personal opinion. Um, why wouldn't you, as Ron Rivera, a guy that's kind of on the hot seat, if we want to be honest, who basically has hired their, his replacement in Eric Bieniemy? A guy who just came from winning two Super Bowls, been to three under Andy Reid, who got to see everything that goes into building a great dynamic guy that can spin it 
ad lib, do all these different things. Why wouldn't you get into the sweepstakes of taking a guy like Lamar who can do a lot of things Mahomes can do, but better with his feet, lesser with his arm, but still dynamic as it gets? Why wouldn't you be in on this thing? And why would you say, nah, we're not interested? I don't get it because Ron Rivera is going to get fired. Eric Bidemi is going to be the head coach. Magic Johnson may own the team. It feels like the best fit possible. So I'll, I'll ask you the question because I don't understand it. I don't, I don't just not understand the Washington perspective. I don't understand for the 49ers. I don't understand the Raiders. I don't understand the Ravens. I don't, like, I don't understand the Steelers. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers and you want me to roll with small hands Kenny Pickett or I can steal Lamar Jackson from our rival, what? So, you know, I'm just I'm looking at this like there's a variety of teams in the NFL that I don't understand why they're not going after this. So, I mean, Washington is no different, especially being in the same area, you know, not really having to change a whole lot if you're Lamar Jackson. But that's a clown franchise, too. I mean, Daniel Snyder has turned a once proud, you know, uh, very productive franchise in D.C. into a joke. Um I think it all, you know, it all started going downhill when he bought the team. But when he when he refused to to you know when he refuses to change little tiny things that need to be changed, and you're paying for coffee and shit, like that's not productive. So he needs to go in order to make adult con- or adult decisions in Washington. And look, I don't know. Coach, I, I couldn't figure it. I can't figure it out now. I couldn't figure it out a week ago, and a week from now, I won't be able to figure it out. I don't understand the knock on Lamar Jackson from a perspective of we don't even have a quarterback, and he's just sitting there. But we're complaining about not being able to play quarterback. Like that's the thing. If you're a franchise out there, you have the audacity to say, even if, if it's behind closed doors. We don't have a quarterback. How are we going to compete? And Lamar's sitting right there. Like, shut up, bro. You don't really want to win this year. Just you're in, all you're doing is trying to stack the deck to get the number one pick next year. Stop trying to tell everybody you're trying to win. If you're not going after this kid and you don't have a, a quarterback, what is what are you talking about? Let me ask you this. You played this league a long time and you've seen this fluff before. It's kind of like the fluffer before the porn star comes in. Uh, they have a girl go fluff the guy and get his dick hard, right? Let me ask you this. Um, it, a lot of fluffing goes on in the NFL. A lot of coaches in college fluff, and they say, I'm not interested in that job. And two days later, they're the head coach of that job. They just said they're not interested in. You see it all the time. Uh, it happens in the NFL. It happens in college. I have a, inclina- I have a funny feeling. I believe Washington's doing that. Um, I hope they're doing it because I've stuck with it as my pick for Lamar this whole time. I think Washington's fluffing everybody right now, and I think they're doing it um, to try to get them on the cheap. And I hope it works out for them, but I just think it's too good of a fit because now you have Kobe Brissett, which is, like you said, Tyler Huntley, a poor man's Lamar. You have the kid Sam Howell who was basically the McSorley kid that the Baltimore Ravens had out of Penn State a few years ago, who can still run around athletic enough to run triple and double and RPO. And you have a team that's being built to looking like Baltimore East. 
I, I, I just find it hard pressed to not think that Washington's really not in this um, at the end of the day. Let me ask you this question before I get off. Do you think Lamar Jackson will start week one in the NFL? Well, I'm going to go to my original prediction. I think he's going to still be a commander. I think it's all fluff. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, week one he'll be starting. Yeah, but if he's if he's not tr- now, let me let me give you a let me give you my A and B though. A, I think it has to happen for my prediction to come true. It has to happen before the tra- the draft. If it's after the draft, I don't think he plays this year until he does the Kyrie Irving sit out uh, bullshit deal and not play, and he'll sit ten games and he'll sit ten games and. Now you're gonna wonder where he goes week eleven in the NFL and picks up the playbook. Holy shit! Look, how does he pick up playbook that late though? In my is my thing. You know, that's a whole other discussion. We'll save that for tomorrow. But go ahead. What's what's next? Well, look, all I would say is right before I leave is uh, he'll be able to pick up playbook pretty quick. Give him a week and and just let him go. But if you're a contender and you don't have a quarterback and you're sitting there on the edge of the playoffs or you're in it and you're doing it defensively and running the ball and he's sitting out there, that's when he actually can get his money. Because then teams are going to be hard-pressed not to pay him. Like, they're going to be like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to throw as much money at him as I can because I can't let my rival get him. We're in a playoff hunt right now. So I think that's the best option for him if he actually wants to get paid. I, I, I uh, Somebody in the chat, Mike in the chat, his name is Mike Has Bad Knees. I like your name, Mike. Uh, this, this is the thing I want to ask you, Matt. He, had a, he has a good point. Sean Salisbury and I were talking about this the other day. If you're not a Super Bowl contender, Sean Salisbury brought this up, which makes a good point, and Mike just reiterated. If you're not a Super Bowl contender, giving up two first-rounders is quite a lot. Well, it's a ton. And, and, and like, how, what Super Bowl teams are out there that need Lamar? Like, the 49ers, maybe you can argue. Um, the 49ers need him, yes. The 49ers do not have a quarterback. And Brock I don't know, the Raiders already made their decision, in my opinion, and I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team. Porn star Jimmy. Yeah, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, by the way. Uh, no, we're going to finish fourth in the West, bro. J- Jimmy went to Vegas because yeah. his daddy's there. And, and daddy went and got a whole bunch of his friends from New England for the sleepover. And then he got there and the, all the whores in Vegas were like, free ass for you, Jimmy. And he was like, I'm in. Where do I go? I mean, shit, man. What a great deal. I, I, I don't know there's a team out there. Before you leave, can you name me a team that's a Super Bowl contender that would take Lamar? I mean, I don't think Lamar. Let me ask you this question, though, as you leave. And we'll, just, we'll, we'll start this tomorrow again. Lamar in Baltimore right now. Versus Lamar and Washington right now. What team are you taking? I'm taking Washington all day. I think if he goes to Baltimore, they could win the North easily. If he goes to Washington, they could win the East. So I and look, I wouldn't put it past like the Cowboys. I'm wondering why they aren't involved in this. Like, see if Baltimore will take Dak off your hands. Per year, he's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Dak is. What I'm saying. So. There's going to be a lot of movement. We'll see. But uh, I'm up at CU tomorrow in the morning for pro di- or for uh, practice to go watch Dion and the boys compete in the morning. And then I'm going to opening day. We're, we're doing our show at Altitude from 10 to noon downtown. And then uh, so I'll be back on on Friday morning. All right. Cool. I appreciate you coming on today. Sure.
Peace. Later. Um, appreciate it, Matt, as always. Uh, there's a lot to discuss here, man. There's a lot of uh, open-ended questions that no one knows the answers to. And there's gonna we're going to dive into those things uh, tomorrow on the show for Thirsty Thursday. Uh, Jeff Nadu will join me. Steve Kim will join me. Um, and possibly another Atlanta Falcon linebacker will be joining me. Um, so appreciate Tay Davis for jumping on today and uh, being uh, the humble creature that he is. Much love. I love to see youngsters doing uh, acting that way and being that way. You could tell he has a good head on his shoulders, and uh, he, that's why he's in the NFL this long. Um, even though he's had some injuries, he's still in the NFL. Pound the like button, man. Let's get 500 likes today. I appreciate you. Let's get the show back cracking. I'll see you on Patreon later on. Uh, I got to go run some errands this morning, and uh, I'll get back on it. But I appreciate everybody pounding the like, retweeting our tweets, uh, TikToks and Instagram stories, and everything else in between. And uh, if you're not a member, become one. If you're not a member of our Discord, Slap Nation, do that as well. And head on over to Canada Dips and, believe, and bet online. And tell him I sent you. Uh, much love to everybody today on this Work Boot Wednesday. Uh, appreciate you guys, man. Let's keep growing. And uh, that's what she said. Appreciate you guys, man. I'll see you guys later on or tomorrow. Much love to you. Peace.